Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with a special interview for you today. The new year is upon us, 2024. It almost sounds science fiction-y to some of us, but uh, 2024 is uh, here, and it's a time of new resolutions, a fresh start, fresh hope. And then you look at your budget and you say, oh, you know, sometimes if you're looking at your budget and, and looking at the economy can make your hope drain right away. But we have some good news for you. We're on the phone with Mike Sharman. He's with Share Healthcare. You've heard their ads on Wave 94. They bought a little airtime. Heard our conversations with Mike. If you missed past conversations, you can check out the Share Healthcare podcast, by the way. But we're here with Mike Sharman. It's a new year. People can have hope. And there are some things that you might be able to do that's good for you and your family and good for America. But we're going to talk a little bit now with Mike. Mike, there's this article in the Tennessean that we're especially referring to, sharing some statistics about where we are. And you have some thoughts about how we got here and what can we do about it. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike Sharman. Well, thank you, Doug, and I um, hope everybody out there is going to be having a great new year. And as people are beginning to look back at the past year, look forward to the next, and hopefully look forward to the next three years, five years, ten years, and make good long-range plans, too. What we see in looking backward at our health care costs is they've just soared. That's basically it. This article that you mentioned in Tennessee and points out how Healthcare increased costs are a crime issue. I wouldn't have thought of that, but this this uh, author did. He points out that the second largest county in Iowa, just choosing a county, spends twenty thousand nine hundred in the medical costs for each one of their county employees, each one of the people who enroll in their healthcare plan. Which he points out defunds the police salaries and means you can't increase police, you have to reduce them because you're paying basically 21000 in medical costs before you even get to their salary. Hmm. Then he points out that it's an education issue. Uh, using Des Moines Public Schools as an example, spending 19900 a year on medical costs for each one of the people in their health care programs, um, which otherwise could be spent on getting in the best teachers with higher wages. He points out one of the cultural issues. When, when health insurance is considered a right, either by employees or by those who aren't employed, demanding that government do it for them, then the uh, either the government has a right to take our money in taxes or the corporations, the health insurance corporations, have the right to take our wages, which health insurance cost, as we've discussed before, is the second highest cost next to mortgage for new families, excuse me, just starting off in buying their home, getting insurance. Well, it tends to be the highest expense that a family has if they had bought their home some time ago and so have a lower mortgage cost. So think of that. It's either your number one or your number two cost is the, the cost of insurance for folks. Not their retirement, not planning for the kids' college, not you know, saving for vacation, Mm -hmm. but their health insurance costs. And they said that doesn't, uh, insurance companies, this author says, don't really mind the fact of increasing prices because they point out that Obamacare requires them to spend 80 to 85% of their revenue on claims. But that means the higher 
the claims, medical claims, then the higher amount of the premiums that they can charge and keep. Mm -hmm. All of that uh, has done the opposite of what Obamacare was promised for us is, you know, supposedly we're going to have less expensive. You can keep your doctor, which we know isn't correct. Uh, you have less expensive health care costs, which is not correct. Um, and you can go to the doctor or have health care whenever you need it. Well, they point out now that it used to be 17% of Americans put off treating their serious conditions because of a lack of finances. But now it's 27%. So it increased 10% or 10% more mm-hmm. than what it had been before because of the increased cost. And now one out of five Americans have health insurance and they also have medical debt. So they have this expense of insurance as well as it wasn't enough. Now they have medical debt too. Who's benefiting? Well, they use a great example in this article. The United Healthcare stock, the, the cost of their shares, went from $33 a share before Obamacare to $500 a share now. Wow. I think that says it all. Mm-hmm. I probably should have just started the discussion <laughs> off with that. If you have any questions. All right. So that's the, the negative news. The positive news is God has always had solutions for us. You know, this seems like a pretty heavy burden, all these expenses. But, but the Bible tells us that Jesus had said, take my yoke on you. Mm. Not the culture's yoke, not the government's yoke. But my yoke, Jesus said, mm-hmm. and my and your burden will be light. I am reticent to go from a great scripture like that straight into, uh, oh, now you need to get share health care. But it is God's idea. I mean, he, in Hebrews thirteen sixteen says, but do not forget to do good and to share, for which such sacrifices God is well pleased. When we as the body of Christ come together, and do things God's way, good things result. So for Share Healthcare, a member of Share Healthcare, we, we are a 501c3 Christian ministry that helps Christians share their medically necessary medical expenses. We do it with relatively low, I, I say relatively low because I don't want to overstate things, um, but it's $149 per month for a single person. Two forty nine for a couple, three forty nine for a family of four, and that's extraordinarily less than the average family health insurance premium of twenty two thousand five hundred per year. I mean, three forty nine per month. Let's just do that calculation. Open up the calculator. Three forty nine times twelve equals four thousand one hundred eighty eight. Well, what the average health insurance? 22.5. Well, that's quite a huge difference there. Yeah. Um, and what's the difference? Well, one is the culture's response. One is a government-mandated program. And the other is just trying to share according to God's Word. Mm-hmm. It, it's a simple difference with a, just an incredible blessing there as a result. And, and all Share Healthcare is intended to do is to be a tool, a vehicle, to be an example of what the body of Christ can do together and an example to an individual of how just following God's word can be a blessing. 
Share healthcare's purpose is not to share medically necessary medical expenses. That's the tool. That's the vehicle it uses mm-hmm. to get to the larger point. We can change the culture through God's word. You can change your individual household culture and your own personal culture through God's word. When we don't do it, we miss our blessing. So go back to the history a little bit of both share healthcare and this whole di- idea of Christian healthcare sharing ministries. Like, what's the the goal, the purpose, the uh, initial uh, founding reasoning, and uh, kind of even the zeal going back to the beginning of why are there such things as healthcare sharing ministries, including share healthcare? There always were healthcare sharing ministries ever since a New Testament time. I mean, what was Paul doing in a lot of his missionary trips? He was going around collecting money from those that had or chose to give sacrificially to help the poor and the needy back in, in Jerusalem. And a lot of that poor and needy stuff would have been healthcare. You look at what Christ was doing. He was healing when he sent people out, uh, when he sent his apostles out, he asked them to send them out and go, you can, you can heal all these diseases now. So they didn't need expenses. Uh, they didn't need money to do it because they had miracles to do it. Paul needed money, and so he was gathering money to do it. Well, that went on forever. Um, it, it hasn't ever stopped. It got reduced. Uh, from the church helping, you know, somebody in your church having a problem, everybody else doing it. It got reduced when health insurance um, expenses started rising. Uh, Health expenses started rising. And so health insurance did too. Um, It it began to be more of a thing, health insurance did, when it was much, much more difficult for people to pay medical expenses out of their pocket. The Amish groups, the Mennonite groups, the Anabaptist ones, old German Baptists, uh, had continued it, though, because their scriptural belief was that we should not presume upon God by having insurance. That was their basic premise. As And then overlaid on top of that was their belief that it was the duty of the church to care for one another. Mm-hmm. All right, so they'd always done this. All right, along comes uh, a few people who lived in the uh, Amish areas in Ohio and Pennsylvania. And so they began a, um, a multi-denominational one, interdenominational one, back in the 80s. Um, and a couple others sprung up from there. So when the Obamacare um, premise was being talked about, it, it really was never debated in Congress, didn't get that chance, but it was talked about before the bill, H.R. HR 1, got to Congress. Um, and they decided that, well, all universal bills, all bills that have been passed, all laws that have been passed in the U.S. that affected everyone had a conscientious objector clause. The draft does, Social Security does, everything that affected everybody uh, had a conscientious objector clause. And so they looked at what type of a conscientious objector clauses were necessary for Obamacare. And one of those was for people who belong to a health care sharing ministry. Mm. And that had very specific uh, definition. You had to be a 501c3. The members had to be members of a single faith, 
you know, Christianity or, you know, um, Judaism, etc. Um, and they had to share in accordance with the doctrines of that faith. They couldn't, uh, you know, prohibit people from going across state lines and things like that. But the main thing was 501c3, share according to the faith, be members of the same faith. That's the wonderful restrictions to have, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's um, how it came to be and how we came to be uh, created as a legal entity and an exemption from Obamacare. And that exemption from Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, is also what allows us um, other reasons why we are much less expensive than health insurance, because we, we don't have to do the things that the Obamacare mandates that insurance do. Um, and so we don't do abortifacients, we don't do abortions, or we don't share for those things. We don't share uh, in the gender destruction to deterioration. Uh, we share in medically necessary medical expenses of those things that would be uh, pleasing to God and not displeasing. Well, if people want to find out more information about Share Healthcare as they look ahead to their 2024 and perhaps their budget needs or perhaps just trying to live in a more godly way, uh, what do they need to do? Probably the first thing they'd want to do is look at our website. Remember our name, Share Healthcare. So go to sharehealthcare.com and scroll through it, Look, hit all the tabs, look at all the way around, and write down your questions as you go. Then if you want, you can just sign up on, on the website. You can become a member on the, uh, by just filling the stuff out on the website. But most people will want to, after they've done that list of questions, call a real live human and talk it over. So they can then call 1-844-SHARE-HC. 1-844-SHARE-HC. All right. Again, that website is sharehealthcare.com. That's Mike Sharman. He's the legal counsel for Share Healthcare. He's been sharing with us today. And Mike, we appreciate your time. We appreciate everything from the year 2023. And we're looking ahead to what 2024 has for all of us as we continue to follow Christ the Good Shepherd. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple. 